0: You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 31st of May 2020. This week, Paul talks to writer Sadie Davison about finding her own route to poetry and her award-winning work with the project Life Behind Bards. 104.7
1: Rossendale
0: welcome to our waffle segment this week uh today i was able to speak to uh, performance poet sadie davidson uh now i came across sadie uh th- through the internet uh it was a, a chance thing uh i i followed a link one day and found her poetry it was absolutely fantastic she was sharing her stuff online uh we started chatting online and it turns out a couple of uh, months ago that she was releasing a new collection that's how we sort of got in contact with one another anyway this new collection has taken on a life of its own uh and actually towards the end of the interview we're going to start talking about that her recent work life behind bards um but as ever um everyone being brilliant with their time making sure that they're 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 kind of like giving you know giving their time freely during this lockdown it's been lovely to be able to connect with people over the phone people that we wouldn't usually have have been able to get into the studio because they're a very long way away Uh, and sadie's based down in essex this is my interview with her earlier today Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's Paul Jenkins here and it's waffle time. And each week we speak to a different author, performer or poet. And in this week, it's absolutely brilliant because I've got the honour and the privilege of talking to Sadie Davidson. Sadie, are you there?
1: I'm here. I'm here. Where, <laughs> Hello, Where, where, where Good is, afternoon.
0: Whereabouts is here this afternoon?
1: Um, I'm at home. I'm at home in my, in my house in Southend on Sea in Essex. Uh, sunny south end it is sunny today yeah um yeah I'm here stop <laughs> i've been, pa- been painting've i been painting my house while it's while it's by the weather's nice so. exactly we get
0: this is all the things everyone's slowly getting used to the fact that all those jobs they said oh i'll do that at some point or another we're all doing it now um, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance to all the people in uh up here in the northwest because what's going to happen is exactly what happens when I talk to my mum is that slowly but surely as I talk to people from from my neck of the woods uh, i suddenly start going more and more Essex as we go on so uh, by the time <laughs> by, the, by the time we finish this in about half hour's time all the people in rossendale won't know on earth what we're saying <laughs>
1: oh, I, I hope they can understand that <laughs> yeah we'll get a translator up we'll have to, you know, uh, yeah right
0: <laughs> now, now you've you're now a well-established uh, poet um, uh, across the country and you're, you're you're sort of gaining notoriety by the day uh and uh, I, I just want to maybe if, if you could take us through sort of your uh, where you started with poetry how you came to it because you've had you know uh, now now three different uh, sort of collections put together there's two of your own and, a, and a, a collaboration that you've just recently been worked on which we'll talk about later um but things like Tales from the estate and poverty guide handbook how did how did they come about how did you find your way into poetry
1: um well i've always written i mean I've, i wrote when i was a kid you know i kept a diary and you know Sort of did a bit of creative writing here and there, but then I didn't when I was a you know when I was an adult, a young adult, because yeah. I was too busy working and going out and having fun. And then when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter,
0: mm.
1: I was um, sort of trying to find you know creative projects that you know that I could do you know when I was pregnant, and I can remember I was I was making collages. I was making collages and it was great. It was a nice time, hmm. and then and I was too pregnant to clean up the mess. You know, <laughs> there was glue everywhere. There was like all bits of paper everywhere, and I was like, I, don't, I can't. I just can't be bothered. I remember just falling asleep. and there was scissors and stuff <laughs> about. I was like, I can't do this. Oh wait, uh, you know what can I do? That's like a creative outlet. That's that's not going to make a mess. That, that there's very little clean up. That's and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll do some writing because it's you know pen and paper and um. And I started writing, and I so, and it just, and it just came out. It just, I wrote this poem, and it was about, um, about growing up uh, in Brentwood, mm. in a flatable house, which was the, the the name of the council block that I lived in. And I read it, and I reread it, and I thought, and I hadn't written, you know, bearing in mind, I hadn't written any poetry for years, and I thought this seems like, well, one, I really enjoyed doing it, and two, I, this might not be terrible. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So. And then I thought, I bet it is terrible, and I bet it's pregnancy hormones, (laughs) combined with a bit of ego, is probably dreadful. So I started looking into, like, you know, poetry, how can you, you know, how do you get poetry out there? Mm. So I started having a look, and I didn't know, I didn't know about open mics, or, or poetry nights, or anything like that, and you know if i had my, my life would have taken a very different course if i'd have known I from think, younger on i, I think, think from
0: but, what, um, what you're saying it's i mean I, you're, you're certainly the first poet that's been on in obviously enough to say that it was the least messy option and that was that was where i got my yeah man <laughs> <laughs> yeah <100%, laughs>
1: 100 percent you <know> what <laughs> i mean there's always a biro laying about you know a scrap of paper back of a sugar packet is that and it there's always there's always somewhere to write uh, yeah but, um it, but, but then you, you know, that, I, saw, that I, saw, step, I, I just moved to South End We just mm. moved to South End at the time, and um, and I was like, you know, trying to sort of get involved in, you know, the community and get to know people because I don't have any friends here. Mm. And I was looking at things to do and like, um, you know, arts events and stuff like that. And I came across Dangerous Poetry on Facebook, which is the um, very brilliant local poetry open mic night run mm. by uh, John Bully and Mark Sharp. Um, they often do it as part of History Finch Festival as well, although that's obviously not going to hit this year because mm. of um you know current situation that we all find ourselves in but i i, met, I went to meet john billee and i said look is this is this the kind of thing that you know that people read does this even qualify as poetry and he was like yeah man like come along you know come along and and read it and i was i just i just by that time i just had i just had ronnie mm. and i was it was the middle of summer and i was at it was in a cafe it was in a cafe called um <laughs> I can't remember the name of anyway. But I was at, I was outside and I, and I was and I was breastfeeding my daughter while everybody else was taking their turn. And they, they called me and they said, "Yeah, you know, come and come and read your poem." And I sort of you know got got, got my child and I was uh and I and I read my poem with with my baby. And do you see that? on my on my hip? And it, and I really enjoyed it and I loved it and I loved I I hadn't memorised it or anything like that and I was shaking and I was terrified and yeah that doesn't really go away that scared thing either. But anyway, I loved it do you think that's something
0: that's sorry do you think that's something that's unique to the sort of the poetry world of of actually that inclusivity of the fact that you know it, it was it was a come along and try it out and see what you think and secondly it's like well yeah everybody happens to doing in their term and yeah all right fair enough you, you you bring your baby along and baby can come along with you yeah is that is is that something that you find with the, that kind of open mic poetry community
1: oh yeah definitely definitely you know inclusivity is everything it's really um it's really great and it's really important it's um it's you know it's one of the best things about it I would say I've uh, read an article actually by uh, Connor sandsby he's my publisher I think he wrote it for Thanet writers mm. and it was saying that when you you know when you go to a, a poetry event don't don't come under the misapprehension that everybody agrees with your viewpoint yeah you know with your or with your political perspective whatever it is you're reading about because it's not the case you know there's room for like you know a lot of varied uh perspectives and opinions and you know it's it's, it's open and we have to be a bit uh, you know accepting but i mean that said um most poetry promoters that i know are very good about keeping it as a safe space mm. and making sure they've got um you know policies and stuff in place for not giving a platform to people who want to use it for hate speech and stuff like that because that you know that is something that unfortunately does crop up in the poetry world sometimes you know and it's um you know, re- re- responsible poetry promoters will bear that in mind. You know, they'll have a word with people. Or they'll, you know, they'll blacklist they blacklist people sometimes. Eight. You know, people not allowed to um, come and read their poetry, which unfortunately is, uh, you know, it's sad. But uh, there it is. That's the thing people about people want to use it for things like that. You're not allowed, you know. We, we, we don't want yeah. to hear that. It's the <laughs> you thing know? about
0: free speech, isn't it? It's that uh, it's that everyone's got the right to say it, but you know whether everybody wants to hear it or not is another thing entirely. Um,
1: yeah, that's right. And if you, you know you're not using your words to deliberately hurt other people, I think that should be you know that's the limit, isn't it? If, it is not it if You know, you're coming from where you're coming from is fine. It's fine if we don't agree with you, but you know as long as it, this is a genuine thing, you just try not to. You know, you're not trying to incite hatred or anything like that. That's you know that's different and obviously shouldn't you know it shouldn't have. A a place um in poetry or anywhere quite honestly so yeah there's that but well, what otherwise we'll yeah it's great it's, uh, otherwise it's great you know i meet a lot of different people um you know i have a lot of different you know um ideas uh brought to the table which you know things i i, I haven't considered before it's nice i mean you know i meet a lot of different people from different backgrounds and and stuff like that and it's really open just opened the world up for me poetry to be honest and we're well, going
0: to talk about that in terms of your slam work in the, uh, in the next section of the interview and, and maybe sort of get get to some of those sort of people that you've met along the way. Um, but we're, we're going to take a quick music break now. Um, and uh, you've, you've chosen the first one. This is uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. here. I don't watch X Factor and I've never seen any X Factor. And Lucy Spraggan is an X, <laughs> X Factor person. So I, I had to I had to do some delving to find out who this person was. Uh, now, you've chosen Grown Up as your first uh, first song
1: choice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Lucy Spraggen. Um I don't know what I forgot, actually. I forgot that she had been an X Factor um, contestant or contender <laughs> or whatever the word is. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. That's just right. Well, this is Grown Up. At home, in the office, in the car, wherever you are, you can listen to 104.7
0: Rossendale Radio. Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's Paul Jenkins, and I'm speaking to Sadie Davison about all sorts of things to do with poetry and performance. Uh, And particularly, we're going to move on now to talking about poetry slams, which is something that uh, people at home might not necessarily have come across if they've not been to uh, any kind of performance event. I mean, what is a slam, essentially? I know, but uh, do you you want to explain it, Sadie? Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Poetry poetry slams are um, competitive poetry events so i mean they're off you know sometimes they're taken quite seriously you know Mm. there's a lot of like more casual less formal ones which are you know good fun but essentially the drill will be that you get three minutes uh to perform a poem of your choice Uh, i I think there's usually a, a thing that says you can perform someone else's poetry but People don't... I've never come across anyone doing it. People generally perform in their own poems. Yeah. You know, and you you get three minutes to do that. Um, It's a points-based system, Mm. usually. So if you go over the three-minute time limit, you'll be docked points or, you know, marked down or whatever. They usually (laughs) give you a 10-second sort of um, grace period. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be sort of, I don't know, 10, 15 or more um, competitors. And... It depends. You know, there's a different ways of judging them. You know, they might pick uh, judges from the audience. it will give you marks out of ten. Mm. And they'll be added up. And then who wins, wins. Usually they might have three rounds or it might be, you know, sort of a sudden death situation. But they're really good fun. I mean, they, they are contentious. They are a bit of a contentious thing in the, you know, in the sort of poetry scene, if you like, because, and I, you know, I understand why. I understand why. Because art is subjective, you know, Definitely. and we can't. Who is anyone to decide what's good art and what isn't? I, you know, I do see that. But if you, as taken as a, if taken as a bit of fun, mm. they're great. You know, I think you know they're, the they're, they're very good yeah. fun. If you go to an open mic, there'll often be, um, which, which is fine. It's absolutely fine. Mm. It's good. It's, it's good to hear a lot of fresh work. But you know, there'll often be people who say, oh, you know, I write this poem on the bus on the way here. You know, and that's really good because you get to see a poem sort of almost as a work in progress. But uh, poetry sounds aren't usually the the place for that. It will usually be work and poems that people have worked really hard on. They've spent a lot of time editing. Uh, They may have spent a lot of time uh, learning to sort of perform them as well rather Mm. than just read them. So from a certain perspective, uh, like the performance uh, quality can be quite high. You know, so I, I always find them really good, a really good night out really good fun it is it's, um, it's they're, quite, they're not for
0: everyone it's quite it's like you say it's quite tricky because you might have two poems or two poets who are up against each other drawn together and somebody might have a really personal story that they that they lay out that's actually not not in performance terms very big and very la- outlandish but actually you might have something that's quite pithy but also you know is fulfills all the performance criteria it's it is it must be really yeah. tricky to be honest to be a i've never been an audience member at a slam <laughs> It must be I
1: really tricky ha- to actually judge. I would, judge. To be a sound I, would I, I would refuse if I was invited to be a poetry sound dud. I would not want to do that. Because like you say, it's um you know, there's not often um a, a theme or a remit for the type of poems as well. So they can be wildly, wildly different. You know, like you say, they can be like deeply personal things and you know, somebody else might have written what, you know, it's essentially a comedy piece, perhaps. You know, and it's very much dependent on on the judges tastes you yeah. know i mean it ain't always it ain't always individual judges sometimes it will be like who gets the biggest audience cheer yeah you know but um i know like some of the the bigger um uh more serious more recognized slams like hammer and tongue you know mm. they they've they've gone to great lengths to um work out what they deem to be the fairest way to judge them because there's always there's always some point of contention like oh it shouldn't be like that it shouldn't be like this but you know it's what it is it's um It's just meant to be a bit of fun, really, I think. But, you know, I really like them. I work quite hard on on poems that I'm I'm planning on entering into, into a slam because I just, I enjoy the process, you know. I enjoy the challenge of writing something that has to be... Uh, within three minutes mm. because I'm quite a wordy person I do tend to go on if I was left to my own devices my poems would be six minutes long and people don't want to listen to me for six minutes and I don't blame them <laughs> you know so it's a good it's a good thing for me to to, to have that time limit you know because I would probably drive on and on I'm sure there's people who can write six minute long poems that, that are great and scintillating but that that ain't me I need that <laughs> I need that barrier and that boundary you know and it's and it's it's a challenge as well to keep um, you know to, it's just like writing in, in any form i suppose somebody says write a haiku you know you, you don't write a song you do the 575 or 757 or whatever it is i always get you know that it's nice to have a, a thing to to work within you know i think it's always a challenge for any writer to be given a boundary you know to to, to stay inside
0: now talking of boundaries um, i mean now, now that's that that's where we come into your work uh with the south end festival because you you ran the first ever poetry slam at the south end festival now i i did that festival as a kid uh, and i did the verse speak inside of things and it was all very staid very formal lots of you know one adjudicator at the front it was a very kind of old way mm. of, of judging spoken word uh now to the idea of having a poetry slam at the south end festival for me is is a is a massive jump forward how was
1: that experience sort of because you were the host for that weren't you it just yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, honestly, I, I, I've hosted a, a few. Now I think about it, quite a few poetry events, and um, I, I, I don't consider myself a particularly good host, to be honest. But you know, I do a lot of own um, fundraisers and things like that, so it's um, you know, often often left to me. But mm. yeah, the poetry slam, Southend Poetry Sound, We was expecting to. Um, just, you know, we opened it up, we said, you know, if anybody would like to come and do this, you know, uh, you know apply, send us your name, whatever, we picked pick some names out of the hat. And we were just expecting, like, you know, local poets, and I shouldn't say just, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good poets here and in the surrounding area, yeah. you know. But people were applying from all over, and it it turned into this really serious, difficult mm-hmm. thing suddenly. <laughs> and I was saying I didn't, you know, I wouldn't want to be a, a, a poetry slam judge but i i had to suddenly i had to pick poems out and how do you do it you know how do you, you pick people were uh, people came up from bournemouth and from southampton and you know from all over the all over the the, the south to, to come to this this poetry slam that we thought was just going to be a little you know fun evening and yeah. suddenly we all had to take it really seriously because obviously you know people spending money to come up it's people spending money on train travel yeah. and stuff like that do you know what i mean so it, then all of a sudden oh it, it, it's not a laugh anymore people are actually you know coughing up out their own pockets to come to this thing and working really hard so we had to be really careful with it but it you know it was great it was a really 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 great night and um, we we'll hope to do it again this year but obviously you know it's not running so that's mm. that's a little bit sad although you know th- we've got Zoom now so perhaps do something like that online um, in lieu of a you know, real-time event, which I know a lot of people are doing. Well, I was going to say, the Zoom so, thing yeah.
0: is, is really connecting people up. There's a, there's a friend of mine who, who did a, a slam the other day, and she said she was up against somebody from Canada. All of a sudden, things have become international because now you can just get connected really easily.
1: Um, and there's, Yeah, there's, that's it. I, I mean, I hope it's going to stay. I hope it's something that's going to stick around yeah. after, you know, after... Um, you know, lockdown is over, and, and hopefully after this this all passes, you know, I hope it's not going to be something that gets, you know, packaged away again, mm. and we just go back to live events. I'd like, Really, what I'd like to see is live events that are also being streamed, you know, for people who perhaps can't get out, or they haven't got the funds, or they've got, you know, mm. a disability, or, you know, or or this the event's being held somewhere that's not perhaps accessible. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's any reason for us to, to, to put that away now, like you say, because people can come from from anywhere yeah. you can attend an event from anywhere
0: having said so that I also, you know, really, I also still want to get back thing. to performing in pubs because i like performing in pubs it's nice
1: <laughs> yeah of course it is yeah man that's why like. you know i like the occasional heckler as well you know it keeps you on your toes you know what i mean it's good to, it's good to have a heckler uh right um, we like that <laughs>
0: Uh, we're just going uh, we to again we're just coming up to that time for for some music and uh, your second choice uh, is a hack baker song uh, now I'll, I'll i'll again hold my hands out is uh, hack baker is not a, an artist that i i knew very much about um and uh, uh, but this song conundrum is i, I mean it's it's a cracking tune um what why why is it that you've chosen this song
1: uh, oh it's just it's just brilliant it's just brilliant. i don't honestly i don't know a lot about hack baker but i watched a little interview with him and He didn't used to sing, he didn't used to play an instrument, he taught himself to play the guitar, Mm. which is just incredible, you know, and he's got an incredible voice, and he, he makes the mundane beautiful, you know, the things he's talking about is just like, it's normal stuff, you know, like getting chicken and chips for your dinner, and he turns it into this really beautiful, soulful, you know, deep thing that puts goosebumps on your arm, you know, and that's like, I want that for myself as a poet, that's how I want to be able to write, you know. Right. I, you know, I admire that. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for that. You know, just taking the every day and turning it into something. Well, not even turning it into something wonderful, just showing people, like, these, these are beautiful things, you know. It's great. I love Hack Baker. It's fantastic. This
0: is Conundrum. welcome back to the weekend wind down it's paul jenkins here and this is the final part of my interview with sadie davison uh now sadie something uh, fairly massive uh, happened uh, to you and the people you've been working with recently um do you want to introduce and tell us about life behind bards uh
1: yeah life behind bards is the um poetry audio anthology that we put together um it's not as you know you might call it a poetry album but that sounds a bit grander than what it really (laughs) was because we you know we recorded it all in my living room on my laptop so you know there's nothing wrong with recording
0: things in people's living rooms
1: i think there's no everyone's doing that this is the way forward now yeah um this is what we're all having to do now i mean we were we were lucky because we didn't you know we only did it earlier this year we didn't know you know, if any of this was going to happen, we just, you know, it was just a little project we put together. Let's, let's get some poets who are sort of, I mean, you know, look, a lot of my work uh, sort of revolves around all my poems are sort of about the working class experience. But, you know, people sort of saying to me, no, they there's you know, don't know what you on about this, because there's a lot of working class writers. And yes, there is, but we're talking more about the underclass here, which right. is a funny term um, not a lot of people like. I don't know some people are all right with it but you know real it's lower working class if anything right you know um and it's voices that you don't ordinarily hear or i don't feel we hear enough writers from the lower working class and i thought you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna address that um and find some writers who write about that kind of thing who write about similar things to my own write about that lower working class experience and uh you know, just some poets that I know I rang them up and said, "Do you want to? I've been heard you work at this slam, or I saw you work on this video, I saw you online. Do you do you want to come and record some stuff? We could be, we'll put something together, and hopefully it'll it'll all gel nicely." And um, and they did. Uh, myself, uh, Aaron Shrimpton, mm. Joshua Chamberlain. Joshua Chamberlain's only been writing for about six weeks. It's incredible. You know, he's a natural. Uh, Sonny Green, uh, Patrick Crowley, and Danny Martin. Danny Martin, I I met at a poetry slam as well. Um, and they're all just really nice guys. I mean, I did ask a few other people. I did ask um, some other women as well, some other female poets, but they were not able to, they couldn't make it or, you know, they had to prior engagements, whatever they, you know, they were. So it just accidentally happened to be all guys. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't set out to do, I didn't set out to do that. But um, it is what it is. But, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's about the poems. It's, you know, it's about the work and about what's being said um, and, and we were happy with it. You know, it came out nicely and we, we were pleased and we like working together. And, yeah, it was good. good. Good fun, good experience learning to use audio and stuff like that as well, rather than go and get poems recorded. Yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed myself. Uh, well, you were Very saying cool.
0: about the, the actual collection itself and and the, the poems that you're talking about and the people that, that are reflected in the poems. I mean, there's some quite... Uh, i want to say i don't want to use the word gritty because it kind of sounds condescending but it's the it's the it, the things they're talking about that you know we're talking about people talk becoming about recovering addicts we've got people talking about their experiences of violence and uh, being uh, you know brushes with the law or whatever uh, and yeah. I, I, those are those are big things to be able to deal with and they're outside a lot of the audience's sort of understanding of, of what's going on in life um, you, was it was it difficult to get the tone right of of how you wanted the the album to come out?
1: Do, do you know what? It really wasn't. It really wasn't. It really just came like the most natural thing in the world. You know, I, you know. I said to I said to him, just throw a few poems at me. You know, what what you'd like to to get out there. You know, what you think are your strongest pieces of work or whatever. What you, you know, what's bothering you? What do you What do you want to talk about? You know, what are you writing about now? And the pieces that they put forward, it was just, it just all came together, you know? And I think it is, you know, could be, you know, it's a reflection of the collective sort of experience isn't it you know we didn't have to try, we didn't have to try i think that's the point i think that's the point we didn't have to try to to get that tone that's that's just what came through you know we didn't we didn't say oh you know we better all go away and you know write poems about domestic violence or about our dads being you know drug addicts or anything like that that's what came through mm-hmm. you know and it's um i think it bears i think that probably bears closer scrutiny really like what what you know what's that telling you what's what's that telling people that we we didn't have to try that's that's how it is you know and that's um it's it's good it's it's healthy for us and it's healthy for people like us to be able to to hear that and realize yeah this is this is going on you know it's not just you you're not alone people going through these things no there's there's other people you know going through it we're here you know we're here come at us hit us up and we're happy to chat it's now been taken <laughs> up onto very.
0: that next level, hasn't it? Because now what's happened is that people have listened to it, loved it, and it was nominated and was successful uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, in receiving a saboteur award, which is in spoken word terms. Uh, we've, we've talked about it on this show a couple of times. Um, in spoken word terms, that's, that's kind of like the Oscars for spoken word. And that's, you know, to for you guys to be able to then sort of take that and say, well, look, this was a, a raw piece of work and that's been recognised. That must have been a, a yeah. quite a moment
1: for for the group of you. It's really, yeah. We we were all dumbstruck to even just be nominated. To be honest, you know, I mean, just that is just 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 to have a nomination. That was already an achievement. You know, that was something that we were like, wow, like that's that's incredible nobody can take this away from us you know we like we've, we've indicated our work is good it's nice it's always nice to know you know people like like your work and they've you know they've But to win it was just you know ridiculous we're all we're still reading. we're still <laughs> reading you know but it's we're still reading it's um it's a lovely it's a it's a lovely thing to have happened for us and, uh, you know, and they really deserve it because they, they all work really hard they're all really good poets they're all really talented writers and um yeah, they deserve it, man. <laughs> and is the plan to
0: take things further now with the with the collection? Is it once once the lockdown starts to ease? Is that are there are there plans afoot
1: for the future? Uh, yeah, there are. Do you know what? Um, oh, well, we, you know, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to see how things go with coming out of lockdown, obviously. But at the moment, we're talking to someone from um, from National Prison Radio mm. about getting it on there and getting it broadcast into prisons. National Prison Radio is like. It's completely shut down. It's it's not. You can't listen to it outside of any prisons. Right. Um, and everything that's the broadcast on there has to be pre-approved. Uh, it doesn't doesn't go live. But um, it's life behind bars, mm. you know. And uh, we we you know most of us would have been in prison if we hadn't started writing or if we hadn't have had you know people around us telling us like you can do this. And part po- of the thing about poetry, you know, responding these things, pe- people think it's easy, and. People, you know, they they hear poems and they go, I could do better than that. Yeah, that's what we want. (laughs) We want people to hear, we want people to hear Life Behind Bars, people who've never written poetry before, you know, because, you know, they've been criminalised or whatever and and go, I can do better than that. We're going to go, come on then, good, that's what we want you to do. We want you to do better than this. We we want that. We would love that, you know. Do this instead because it's great. (laughs) It's good fun and we love doing it. I you knew and, and other other people might too and that that would be wonderful that would be a wonderful outcome for me it
0: does sound like that to be honest this is going to be a bit of a springboard for so especially with with what you were saying about uh, national prison radio sort of being being sort of in, in shutdown at the moment it's, it's going
1: to be a real well yeah it's, I mean it's early days it's, I'm not saying that's a thing that's going to happen yeah. but you know it's certainly it's an option that you know that, that we're considering that we've been discussing and hopefully there's a lot of you know obviously because of lockdown restrictions as well everything's double tight and so yeah. there's a lot of um, lot of hoops to jump through and, and sort of red tape and things like that but hopefully that's something that all, you know that can happen well, uh, that
0: would be great. Best of luck with it, because it it does sound like uh, from from listening to the album. And just to to let people at home know, if you want to listen to the album, uh, it's available on SoundCloud. If you search for Life Behind Bards, uh, or if you go through Sadie's website, what we'll do is we'll put uh, a link to your website up on there on our Facebook page, Sadie, and then anyone uh, listening this afternoon will be able to sort of take the take the couple of jumps that they need to to, to get to the collection. And uh, if you've got if you've got 35, 40 minutes spare, I'd uh, I'd thoroughly recommend it. Um, it's uh, it's it's not one for, it's not a family piece. I'll, I'll, I'll think we will grant that but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but certainly if you've got a, if you've got a spare a sort of half hour or so really do listen to these stories because they're, they're absolutely fantastic um right well I'm, I'm sorry to say that we're coming towards the end of our time but you've got one more song choice uh left in the uh, in the catalogue here uh, and we've got we've got a bit of frank turner coming our way what yeah. what's what's what is, is, is get better just one of those songs again that you just think yes yeah, this, this is a nice one to finish on
1: yeah, I just love it. Yeah, we, yeah, we can get better because we're not there yet. I think that's uh, that's it for everybody. It's a good message for everybody. It's positive, you know. It's nice. We, you know, we can do better. We can improve. I like Frank Turner. He's great. So
0: <laughs> <Sadie. laughs> You know, it's a good song. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, and as I've said to everybody we've spoken to in lockdown, what we'll what we'll do is we'll try one one day uh, when we're all able to move again, uh, I'll, I'll come and see you rather than uh, rather than us having to talk over a phone and uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, may, we'll maybe grab some some live material for the show at some point or another.
1: Amazing Paul. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been an honor. An honor and a pleasure. Speak to you soon. This is Frank Turner. 104.7 Rossendale Radio.
0: And there it is, another Waffle the Bite Size podcast comes to an end. My thanks go to Sadie Davidson for talking to me about poetry, about poetry slams, about performance, uh, and particularly about representing writers who otherwise probably wouldn't get as much of a voice as they deserve. Uh, It's been an absolute uh, joy to speak to you about that. Uh, My thanks as ever go to Melanie Kemp and to Lee Ball for their work on Waffle the Bite Size podcast, and of course to our colleagues at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast across the airwaves each week. We'll join you next week with some really special news about the upcoming Empathy Day. We'll speak to you soon.